Thanks for checking out this episode of the Screen Facts with Jason Davis podcast. Every Wednesday, we talk about a movie we've enjoyed and throw in some fun trivia facts about the film during the conversation. Please like us at facebook.com slash screenfacts. Post your comments or questions or favorite scenes from the movie, whatever you want to talk about. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com. Well, joining me in the studio once again for this episode of the podcast is my good pal, Eric Wrights. Greetings and salutations. Nice. Ah, see? Ah, a little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. What we're going to talk about today is, uh, to me, one, if not the greatest dark comedies ever. It's a great comedy and it's also a great high school movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, this month we decided on the podcast to do sort of school-themed movies. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk about Heathers. Heathers. Released March 31st, 1989. Man. Everything's in the 80s. But this movie, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. And the subject matter of the movie is a little dark, but it's mm-hmm. done with a sense of humor. But again, if you're easily offended, mm-hmm. this movie could be a major turnoff for well, you. Well, and definitely. And the thing is, yeah, I was talking to some friends about, you know, we're going to be doing this moving podcast. And, you know, one of them, she said something that really nailed it. She said, you know, you're watching this and you know it's dark and horrible. And when Heather Chandler drinks that stuff and she's choking to death, I laughed, but I felt horrible about it. And that's what... <laughs> she I falls mean, through the glass table. Right. I mean, that's what most of this movie is. It's like, oh my God, we're watching kids get murdered, but yet we're laughing at it. Well, because it's the way they do it. They do it in mm-hmm. a way... Christian Slater is so good in this movie. Yes. He's almost charming. <laughs> you know? Yeah, in yeah. In a weird way. And throughout the movie, as the movie progresses, is he getting Veronica to actually you know, do these things because she really wants to and she's just been repressing them. Right. And that's kind of a scary thing. And you know, she does she actually realize that? Well, think about this. When you were in high school, there were probably kids that you went to school with that you really didn't like very much. Absolutely. Maybe they were more popular. Maybe they were bitchy. Maybe they, you know, shoved you in a locker. Maybe right. they, you know, laughed at you for what you liked or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be any reason. If you're going to sit there and say, at some point, you didn't think of doing horrible things to them or wanting of horrible course. things to happen to them. Right. The great thing about a movie like this, for me, is that you see it happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. You can laugh about it when it's in a movie. Right. Well, you know, and the other weird thing I was just thinking about coming over here is there's a German word. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Happiness and the misfortune of others. Of others, especially misfortune of wealthy, powerful, right. beautiful people. And yeah. I mean, most of us are not one of those three, let alone all three of them. Right. You know, I'm I'm beautiful. You're <laughs> you're what? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen. You know, there's always going to be somebody that has more than you, or is you know mm-hmm. more talented than you, or whatever. Right. I I'm not jealous of people. If mm-hmm. somebody is really wealthy, good for them. As long as they got there without having to hurt. Right. People that don't have the same right. things available to them. Unlike JD's father. Right. Who was a real dick. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, much later in the movie, he shows this, you know, he's a like a land developer. Yeah, he's a construction guy, right? And yeah. he shows this video of this latest building that, that he implodes. He's having blown right, he's right. having blown up. It's a historic hotel. You know, there was a, a group of old women that were fighting against it. Because Glenn Miller and his band took a shit there a long time ago. 
<laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. That's a great movie. line. That's a great line. <laughs> well, and then he slips in the video, and you see the hotel being blown up and right. you know crashing down and you're watching JD's face and you're like holy crap he wants to blow up the school yeah before we start talking about the specifics of the movie even yeah. though there's really no rhyme or reason to this podcast in terms right. of uh, format mm-hmm. I do usually like to mention all the particulars the of the movie yeah yes. so the movie of course stars Winona Ryder Mm-hmm. Christian Slater and Shannon Doherty. There you go. Directed by Michael Lehman, who mm-hmm. uh, also directed another funny movie, Airheads, in 1994. Did he? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. All right. He's done a lot of TV stuff since mm-hmm. this and that. He's done episodes of The West Wing, Dexter, uh, American Horror Story, and Scream Queens. Written by Daniel Waters. Mm-hmm. Estimated budget of $3 million. This is not a movie that, that made money, by the way. And, <laughs> no. And it's probably not surprising based on the uh, the content. Right. It only grossed $1.1 million. However, it was only in theaters for 35 days. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three days longer than it took to film the movie. Yeah, I read it was filmed in 32 days. Yeah. That's insane. But here's the thing. The widest release this ever had in movie theaters was yeah. 54 theaters. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, so of course it only made one point one million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I was in college when this came out, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was only the student theater, and then there was the one theater in town. Clemson is not a very big town. At least it wasn't, you know, back then. If it wasn't at that theater, you weren't seeing it. And also at that time, South Carolina was banning certain <laughs> films. So for all I know, it, South Carolina might have banned it altogether. And a movie like this, that's a little. Uh, uncomfortable to some people. <laughs> That's a nice word. It's probably going to lose steam pretty fast when the right. word of mouth starts to get out there. I don't. I didn't see this in the theaters. No. But I definitely saw it close to the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I saw it on video or HBO yeah, or Yeah, I saw it years later. Yeah. Um, well, you, know, you started talking about, well, Winona Ryder starred in it. Mm-hmm. Apparently her agent begged her not to do it because the yeah. agent said, you know, this will kill your career. <laughs> Now, up until that time... He was okay with Beetlejuice. I was going to say, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's... But that was a very safe movie. Yeah. It was kind of a goofy movie. Yeah. That was a fun movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and she wasn't even going to be casted because they didn't think she was pretty enough because, you know, well, first of all, she was only 15. She turned 16 during the filming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I thought she was a little bit older. Yeah. So that's why we can't talk about boobage because she was too young. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Nicely done. See? (laughs) I wouldn't let you down. (laughs) I guess maybe her agent felt like after Beetlejuice, which is kind of a weird movie with Tim Burton directing, maybe you should do something lighter instead of something about teenage suicide. That sounds plausible. Christian Slater in the movie, the first time you see the movie, you go, gee, who does he think he is? Jack Nicholson? I read that he used Jack Nicholson as inspiration. And he actually wrote a letter to Jack asking him, hey, I'm doing this movie. Can you look at it and give me some feedback because, you know, you're my idol in this and mm-hmm. and apparently he's never heard back. Yeah. But he's definitely like a little Nicholson in this movie. Oh, no doubt. Not in a good way. It not, works. Not, yeah. It definitely works for it, the character. Right. Because, I mean, they were considering Brad Pitt. Didn't they say he was too nice? Yeah. They, yeah. they thought he was too nice for the part. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, me. now I think Brad Pitt is a pretty excellent actor. Mm-hmm. And I could see maybe he could have done that part. But yeah, he was a little too pretty. Back then, yeah. I don't think he was as known for weighty stuff. And you know who else they were looking at? Judd Nelson. Who was in the Breakfast Club? Right, as the, as the yeah, because he was tough the guy. tough guy. Yeah, yeah, that's but that would that would have been bad because it's like playing the same, same sort thing. of character. Yeah, and Jason Bateman was another name that I read. Jason Bateman. Yeah, hmm. 
I don't know. I don't think I see that either. I no. love Jason Bateman, but yeah, yeah, in the right thing. Well, you know what though, Jason Bateman, and I've said this before, is really good at the kind of sarcastic, wry right. delivery. Mm-hmm. Right, so he right. might have been really good as JD because that's sort of what the character's like. You know, he's real yeah. kind of low key and stuff. Right. But then he's coming out and yelling and he's like, yeah, you know, he's falling in love, but then he wants to yeah. murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then they called in Shannon Doherty, who was interested in playing Veronica. Yeah. But Winona Ryder had already been cast. Right. Producers wanted Shannon Doherty to audition to play Heather Chandler, who right. was the main Heather. The main Heather. The red Heather, if you right. will. Ooh, that's right. We have to get into that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But Doherty preferred the part of Heather Duke and eventually was cast in that role. Mm-hmm. So, And she was good. I love the scene where it's Chandler's funeral mm-hmm. and and Heather Duke is kneeling beside the casket she's, and, you know, she's praying. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, because she's like, you know, I always wanted her dead and I was always asking you for it, but I never really thought you were listening. I see that you were. I think you were. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. That's, that's pretty twisted. Yeah. Uh, Christianity right there. The other thing with Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. a week after she got the script mm-hmm. and agreed to do the movie, mm-hmm. somebody in her school committed suicide. Oh, man. So that just like drove her more to do it. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of other casting things that I wanted to mention, too. Okay. Veronica was originally intended for Jennifer Conley, too, who's a great actress. Yeah, yeah. She turned it down. And the okay. role of Heather McNamara, who's the cheerleader, right, was offered originally to 17-year-old actress Heather Graham at the time. Oh, oh Heather Graham. <laughs> oh, that would have been. However. Right. What? A real Heather playing Heather, right? Yeah. Heather's parents decided against letting her do the role because of the dark subject matter. Oh, really? Ooh, oh, it's too okay. dark. And of course, she went on to be in Boogie Nights and one of the Austin Powers movies. The Austin Powers, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, there's no dirtiness in there. Not at all. Well, she was but, older by then, so it was That's okay. true, yeah. yeah. We watched this movie with Tommy, Mm -hmm. who's 15 now, okay? We watched this movie with Tommy a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. and it kind of didn't really resonate with him. We watched it again recently. He loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And I think part of that is because he's in high school now. Right. And I think he may be experiencing some of the clicks that he sees in the movie, you know, so. And I thought the movie was so great with House very early on we got to see a lot of the clicks and introduced to all the characters mm-hmm. and it was done very well with the whole morning poll question. Right. And I just thought that, wow, what a great way. Cause a lot of times, you know, movies, they kind of just throw all the main characters and ancillary characters right. at you so quickly. This kind of did it too, but it made sense. That scene not only sets up all the different cliques mm-hmm. in the school, you know, you find out about the jocks, the burnouts, the nerds, right. mm-hmm. and but it really demonstrates just how vapid the Heathers are. Yeah. And how much smarter and better Veronica is than them. And I just always wonder, why the heck is Veronica even with them? Because yeah. she's got so much more going on in her brain. How does she get sucked into this? I think it's a case of some people just want to be popular. And they yeah. were the popular kids in the school. Even Veronica doesn't really like it. No, she, she says doesn't. to JD at the convenience store, it's like, I work with these girls and our job is to be popular and shit. And he says, well, maybe it's time to take a take vacation, vacation, which I think is a great line. No, too. absolutely. Yeah. JD was definitely wise beyond his years. Yeah. Um, like I thought he had the best answer yeah. with that whole $5 million question. It was just going out to the middle of the lake, mm-hmm. like with a bottle of vodka and, and his sacks and, his and, sacks. and some Bach. And Bach. And she's like, how very. How very. I never heard that in <laughs> the either. 80s. I'm, in, I'm a child of the 80s. I never I heard how very. No, well, you know, they write things for movies sometimes, I guess. All right. Yeah, I guess they were hoping it would. Yeah, but um, 
The interaction between he and Veronica is great. When they first catch eyes mm-hmm. and, you know, and she's walking and she bumps into like, you know, her friend and yeah. stuff. Just going back a little bit with the cool kids and, you know, because Veronica, she was friends with Betty. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a funny thing with Veronica and Betty from from um, Archie. Archie Comics. By the way, the girl who plays Betty Finn is Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez's sister. Really? Yep, Renee Estevez. And of course, Martin Sheen is their dad. Christian Slade, I thought he was just the, you know, the first words out of his mouth are just the greetings and salutations. Yeah. And just the way he said it yeah. was very cool. Yeah. You know, we're watching and Kathy's like, ooh, he's kind of cute. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so he had that bad had boy look, charisma. but he had kind of the pretty look. Definitely had charisma. Yeah. He was wise beyond his years. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had a lot of good quotes, you know, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just, you know, poignant to high school and high school life. Right. You know, I thought... I really liked just when he said seven schools in seven states. And the only thing that's different is my locker combination. Yeah. But do you get the feeling that he maybe has tried to do what he does in this school before too? Definitely. <laughs> he definitely wanted to. They're getting ready for something. She says to him, oh, it's like you've done this before. Mm-hmm. He kind of pauses. Right. And it's like, well, all right, has he done this before? <laughs> I think he was just been thinking about it for Maybe. a very long time. Maybe. You mentioned before about Betty and Veronica being the names of the main girls in the Archie. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, the police officers are named Milner and McCord after mm-hmm. Kent McCord and Martin Milner, who played police officers in the TV show Adam 12. <laughs> one Adam 12, one Adam 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. They mention Moby Dick right. a lot in the movie. The book that was originally supposed to be used was Catcher, Catcher in, the, in Rye, the Rye, which I think makes more sense. Yeah, but, but J.D. Salinger's not into that sort of thing. Yeah, apparently he's got a thing about copyright law and, yeah. you know, give me money. I don't know. Moby Dick is, you know, public domain, so they could use that. The name Heather is said 90 times throughout the film. You know, I read that beforehand and I did count. Did you? Yeah, yeah. should have known. It was 90. <laughs> well, because, you know, I like trying to find little interesting things in movies. like Things to look for. Exactly. You had said something about Heather Chandler being red. Yes. Because even if she's not wearing red clothes, which usually she is, she has the red scrunchie in her hair. Right. And that, as the movie progresses, we see it's kind of like the conch in uh, The Lord of the Flies. Okay. Whoever has the floor or whoever's in power gets that little the red, red scrunchie. Yeah. You know? And at one point, they're, they're going to play the croquet, and Heather Duke says, so can I be red? I'm always red. What, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Oh, and when she said you have a brain tumor for breakfast, what's the darkness behind that? In real life, the actress who plays Heather Chandler, Kim Walker, died of a brain tumor, March 6, 2001. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. And then the guy who plays Peter, Mm -hmm. who prays next to Heather Chandler's coffin, Dear Lord, please make sure this never happens to me because I don't think I can handle suicide. Right. He actually ends up killing himself in real life, too. With a gun. Which is very weird. Uh, Yeah. stuff. We're jumping all over the place. Sorry about that. But anyway, getting back to the color stuff, <laughs> we always do that, though. One of the things I noticed, too, in addition to red being for Heather Chandler, blue. Mm-hmm. Blue right. is a big color for Veronica. Veronica. For, not just the clothing. Right. Her room is blue. Right. There's always like a blue light yep. shining around her. Yeah. When she's taken cow tipping with Kurt and Ram and the other Heather, when J.D. Right. comes to get her and he reaches out his hand to help her up to, mm-hmm. to go on the bike and leave with, with yeah. him. There's a blue light coming from behind him, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. Well, and also when Veronica and Heather Chandler go to the college party, Veronica ends up being in a room that's all red, and she's not comfortable there. That guy is, you know, really skeezing out on her and stuff. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Heather, 
who's wearing red, she's in a very uncomfortable situation in a blue bathroom. See, that's interesting. I didn't pick up on that one. Yeah. That's very cool. So I really liked how when they're surrounded by the opposite color, mm-hmm. they're in a situation that is not of their making or very, not that they like. So I thought cool. that was really, really well done. And these are things that are easy to miss when you're just watching the movie. You know, you're not thinking oh, sure. about that. But, you know, when you watch a movie enough times and mm-hmm. when you decide that you're going to talk about it for, <laughs> you know, on a podcast. And you spend hours researching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that, but uh, but yeah, you, you start to look for things like that mm-hmm. or they kind of jump out at you a little bit more. Another thing that right. I never noticed when I've watched this movie before, and I've seen this movie probably a couple of handfuls of times, I would okay. say over the years. At one point in the movie, Veronica is having a dream about Heather Duke's death. Yes. They show the funeral. Right. And they show all the people in the and they're wearing 3D glasses for yes. some reason. But one thing I never noticed before is Martha, right. they call her Martha Dump Truck in right. the movie. Dumpstock, I think is her name or something yes. like that. Right. She's sitting in the crowd with bandages wrapped around her. Oh, that was her? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize I never that I never her. noticed it before. Well, yeah, because in the movie, she tries to kill herself by jumping in front of traffic. And, then and she that survives. you actually feel bad about. Yeah. So that shows course. the movie, I think, is on target. Yes. Because you're not laughing at right. a person That's that not played you really laugh. feel yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. You almost feel like it's okay to laugh at these vapid girls being killed right. or, or being targeted because mm-hmm. they're, they're really not nice people. You yeah, know, so no, definitely. you don't root for them. But of course, you don't want to see Betty or Martha be mm-hmm. victimized. So, right. Well, you know, and the other thing when you were talking about that dream scene, when I first saw that, they're all wearing the 3D glasses. They're all, you know, wearing white and stuff. It's like, man, that has some kind of weird... The 3D um, stuff? Yeah, there's some kind of imagery there. What I found out is that the director purposely did that as a reference to a famous Life magazine photo. Oh, okay. It was uh, taken by J.R. Ironman okay. in 1952 at the opening night for the first ever color 3D movie. Very interesting. And that movie was Blonde the Devil. You know, now that I think about it, what color are the lenses on 3D glasses? <gasps> Blue and red. Huh? <laughs> Mind blown, man. There you have it. You think they did that? I think purpose? it's got to have some it's significance, right? Because Heather Chandler is red, Veronica is yes. blue, it's Heather Duke, and she's always trying to be the top Heather. Right. She becomes kind of the top Heather right. after Heather Chandler dies. Right. But then when Veronica saves the school, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, <laughs> she takes the scrunchie from Heather Duke. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was so cool. That 3D thing. That Yeah. yeah. That it's got to be, be, right? It it's got to have be. something to do with it. It's got to be. The Life magazine thing makes sense, too, because mm-hmm. that was, a, you know, a very iconic image. So Yeah, absolutely. Some other just, you know, fun little things. Mm-hmm. All the milks in the cafeteria are carnation. Okay. When JD meets up with Veronica mm-hmm. in the little snacky shack. Snappy, mm-hmm. sh- snappy. Snappy snack shack. Snack shack. Thank you. Say that 10 times fast. I can't even say it once. <laughs> right behind them, the soda pop, mm-hmm. there's... Three uh, like soda the jerkers. slushy things. Or? No, the, the oh, okay. soda. It okay. says bang, bang, bang. Oh wow! Yeah, miss that completely. Now bang apparently is or was anyway an actual soda brand. Okay. So again, was that on purpose? <laughs> I'm sure. You know, it had to be right. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. One thing that's definitely on purpose, which I didn't notice the first time I watched, and then went back to see it after Heather One's death, mm-hmm. and all the uh, teachers are in the teacher room talking mm-hmm. on There's the a table bowl of footballs right 
No, for her, oh, okay. it was a bowl of red apples. Oh, okay. And then when it was the jocks. When it was Curtin Ram, okay. Then it became the, footballs. the okay. red footballs. A lot of times they did close-ups of just Veronica's legs mm-hmm. moving around or sometimes just a whole group of people, just their legs. Mm-hmm. That was done because of her age being only 15 slash 16 when mm-hmm. Nona Ryder had very limited hours that she could work. Okay. And like she couldn't work at night. Okay. So some of the scenes, we can talk about those, were filmed during the day or they would start filming later in the day so she could work into the night. So a lot of times if they were just overtime, they're like, well, we can't film her. Let's just film legs. Right. And it was somebody else's legs. But you knew it was her though. (laughs) But you knew it's her because they were blue socks. The blackmail photo that JD gave to Heather Duke, mm-hmm. it's got the picture of her with a dump truck right. as little kids right. at summer camp. Mm-hmm. Their shirts spell the camp a different way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they don't even spell it the right way or the same way on, on their shirt. Didn't notice that either. But that was kind of funny. Let's talk about the cow tipping scene. There's a couple of interesting things in that scene. First of all, how much does a cow weigh? Let's put it this way. A cow weighs probably a lot more than two guys could knock over. Oh, absolutely. Aside from that being unrealistic, one of the things about that scene that's even darker yeah. than the fact that they're being cruel to an animal yeah. is that Heather, who's mm-hmm. you know double dating with Veronica, is getting date raped. Right, and then Kurt's trying to like woo Veronica by singing. Sexual healing. When I get that feeling. He's not even singing, he's just saying it. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah he's like, he knows She's like, poetry. you wish, and then he falls over in the mud. Yeah. The date rape going on in the background is very dark. I mean, this is jumping ahead, but after they staged the, the death right, of the, the two boys. They, the, kill, they kill the two the football gay players. Packs. Yeah. yeah, the gay suicide pack. Right. When they're done, they wake up in their car. Mm-hmm. At school, mm-hmm. they're starting their little argument, you know, mm-hmm. and, and J.D., was that great line that J.D. says to Well, first her? of all, first of all, he tells Veronica that they're going to shoot them with Ikluga bullets. Ikluga bullets. Well, he asks her, you take German? Yes, and there's a reason why he says that. Yes. She He's, says, no, I take French. Because Ikluga translates in German to, I lie. I lie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines in the movie happens when, after they've killed Kurt and Ram, and they wake right. up in the car and they have the argument. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I believed you and we killed him. Right. And he says, you believed me because you wanted, wanted to, to. And, and you didn't know how to deal with your icky feelings about it. Mm-hmm. He goes, football season is over, <laughs> Veronica. Kurt and Ram had nothing left to offer this school except date rapes and age and jokes. Age jokes. <laughs> that, is, that is a great, a, well-written line. It's I mean, a great it's line. And I think what's even funnier is then they start, the fighting is just... <laughs> You wanted to do it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. They're talking about they just committed murder. Right. And they're battling back and forth. No, no, no. I don't hear you. Blah, blah, blah. Mary had a little lamb. lamb. It's like, (laughs) you just killed two people. And this is your argument? And then I guess because she's just trying to feel something other than guilt or whatever she's feeling, she takes the cigarette lighter from the car and she burns her hand. Yes. And then he lights his cigarette off of that. (laughs) It's just a very funny visual. So Ram and Kurt being killed and then their funeral. (laughs) One of the funniest lines, I think. This is a great scene because your emotions go back and forth, back and forth very quickly Mm -hmm. because you're seeing these young boys dead. And at least for me, I'm seeing this and I'm like, oh, man. And then the father's up there and he's grieving and you feel bad for the father. I love my dead gay son. And then you you laugh at that. You feel bad for laughing. Yeah, but you laugh because you know that the father wouldn't embrace his son being gay if he were alive. Truthfully, the way the adults act in this movie all around is pretty weird. I liked how the adults are portrayed as idiots. It's cute at first. You know, the parents come out while they're playing croquet. Right. And then she sits down 
and you know the father's sitting there reading a trashy you know spy novel he's like <laughs> why do i read these trashy spy novels because you're an idiot and mom says oh you too and he goes oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and then later he's having a cigarette he's like why why am i smoking these dumb things because you're an idiot <laughs> You too. Yeah, it's like the same exact conversation. Right. And then, uh, but they're totally like, clueless as to what really is going on right. in their child's life. When <laughs> Veronica is hanging herself, yeah. and mom comes in and sees it, you know, first of all, her reaction is kind of like, duh. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully, you would grab your kid and get them off, yeah. you know, the noose or whatever. But then she's like, oh, I should have let you take that job at the mall. <laughs> really? You think that's what your kid is killing himself over? Obviously, you know, it's played for laughs. I love oh, yeah. the the way that JD and his dad interact, where he, JD plays the dad and, and the dad plays Hi, JD. Hi, son. How was it going today? <laughs> but yeah, like the whole thing uh, with, the, with the two right. of them is, is so funny. Well, and you think, I mean, think about, well, what kind of life did JD have? You know, he's being yeah. moved around all the time. Mm-hmm. He watched his mom die in the, in the explosion. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So... You know, so obviously he's got the making oh, he's, he's, for some real twistedness. Oh, he's he's definitely out right. of his mind. And then you got the other, uh, like the teachers. Yeah, you know, the one teacher who seems to have some idea of the hippie. How can yeah, the hippie teacher? <laughs> yeah. At least you know she's trying to address this somehow. Right. And but all she is is trying to grab some attention for herself. Right. Another one of my favorite things, JD says, the extreme always makes an impression. Yeah, and that's in the beginning when we first kind of see him in the lunchroom and he's mm. flirting with Veronica. Right. And the football players take exception to that because they want her. Of course. Ram's like, let's kick his ass. Kurt's like, shit, Ram, we're seniors, man. <laughs> we're too old for that kind of crap. Let's give him a good scare, though. So right. they walk over to him. Ram pushes his fingers in his chicken pot pie. You gonna eat this? And then Kurt says, what did your boyfriend say when you told him you were moving to Sherwood, Ohio? And Ram's like, answer him, dick. Yeah. Hey, Ram, doesn't this cafeteria have a no fags allowed rule? Yeah, and what does JD say? And JD says, no, but they've got an open door policy for assholes, though, don't they? What did you say, dickhead? I'll repeat myself. <laughs> he shoots them both he with the blanks. That was great. It's hard not to root for JD in that scene. Because at that point, we don't know mm-hmm. JD's story. Right. You know, We don't know he's a freaking psychopath right we just think that he's he, getting bullied and he stands right. up to him and he's sitting off alone yeah. you know so our first thoughts are eh, you know maybe new kid or unpopular whatever yeah. so yeah of course you're rooting for him at first so there had been talk of a sequel to this movie which never came to fruition however they did try to bring it to the stage there was an off-broadway play there was and what's kind of cool about that too it's a coincidence but the play opened at an off-Broadway theater called New World Stages. New World Stages. And the coincidence is that this movie was released by New World New Pictures. New World Pictures. I thought another really funny thing, the song Que Sera Sera, mm-hmm. that was done by Doris Day. Right. Okay. She did not want her version to be used <laughs> because of all the swearing and stuff. Right. And what's funny is that producer Denise DeNovi is the daughter of Jean DeNovi. Jean was a musician who worked with Doris Day many times and he said that Doris Day when they were recording in studio Mm -hmm. she had a strict swear jar rule oh please (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so there you are I think that closes the book on Heathers what do you think oh my head is full I'm done Hey, if you have any favorite scenes, characters, or lines that we didn't talk about in the podcast, or if you have any trivia facts that you want to share, go to facebook.com slash screenfacts and leave a comment. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice, or you can email the show screenfacts at yahoo.com. Please help others find the show by rating and commenting on iTunes. You can also show support for the show by ordering ScreenFacts merchandise. You can find that on the podcast page of jasondavisvoice.com. 
Show theme music by Audionautics.com, and thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from Kim'sVoice.com. Eric, thank you so much for coming in and for doing another great podcast with me. I appreciate it. Teenage suicide. Don't Don't do do it. it. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit JasonDavisVoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.